Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Rush of the Rip is real, and I might have a new prize possession, too. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuan is now. 102.9 ESPN Radio around Western Montana. SWX Montana Television around the great state of Montana. And the new ESPN MT app. If you're watching right now, to me, Coulter Nuanas, start this here show. If you're on the television or the app, you see... I got something pretty cool. So if you followed along, if you've been a loyal listener, I'm obsessed with sports memorabilia. I think it's like the thing that attaches me to my childhood and just going through my baseball cards. And I'll make no mistake, my my mind for memorizing stats and, and sports narratives, that came from so much reading and organizing and collecting sports stuff. Reading Sports Illustrated. But I have a massive sports card collection, and that's sort of like what's led me to having a, uh, a career here at ESPN. So uh, our great friends down at Zootown Sports Cards, they have provided us with so many cool prizes for our bracket challenge. Go get entered in. Go to ESPN.com, click on the tournament challenge, and uh, then search under groups ESPN MT 2023. It's called the ESPN MT 2023 Challenge, but ESPN MT 2023 will get you there. There's only one search result for that. So ESPN MT 2023, one entry per person, and we have quite literally thousands of dollars of prizes for you, including a couple sweet card boxes from Zootown Sports Cards. Well, they also 
uh, gave us this for the studio. This is a hidden treasures box, and here's how this works: you um, you, you you buy uh, the box, and it has an, uh, no matter what an autographed NBA jersey in it. Now, here's the the gamble of it, I guess. The the uh, here's here's the caveat. Sometimes you might get a Shaquille O'Neal jersey or a, a uh, Kobe Bryant jersey or, as I have here, a Rick Barry jersey. NBA Hall of Famer. The, uh, he was an MVP uh, back in the 1960s, uh, mid-1970s, won a championship with the Warriors. And he had a spurt there where he was certainly one of the top five players in the NBA and uh, some would argue the best player not named Will Chamberlain in the NBA for a moment in time. So this is super cool. And I love it. And thanks so much uh, to our great friends there down at uh, Zootown Sports Cards for hooking it up. Ton to get to today. We're going to get things kicked off. You already know we are with NCAA Tournament Talk. The return of our good friend Colby Dant. He's from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He hosts the now wildly popular podcast, The College Basketball Experience. And he and his... uh, Fellow podcasters have been doing great work. They have this whole bracket completely broken down. And uh, so he'll join us to give us some of his best underdogs, his best picks, and just talk about some of the the strengths of the conferences and how this bracket sort of came to be and what he thinks of the way that how this bracket might play out. He's a great resource, and I can't wait to have Colby back in the action for the, uh, I think, third uh, tournament season in a row. Also, <laughs> I think I'm actually required to say this because uh, our owner and operator here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, biggest Packer fan ever, is, is no question. She lives in a Packer museum in the corner of this office. I'm not kidding. <laughs> she says, I, was, I must say, ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> because I'm still not officially, officially official, but uh, Aaron Rodgers said today on the Pat McAfee show that he intends to and likely will play for the New York Jets next year. Sounds like it's just a matter of figuring out the contract, the details, all of it. So we'll go through Rodgers to New York. Uh, plus, Tampa Bay has a replacement for Tom Brady. <laughs> Is it an upgrade? I don't even know. And uh, the end of an era in Dallas and potentially one of the best corners in the league getting cut by the Philadelphia Eagles. Also, a historic win last night for the Eastern Washington men's basketball team. More on that in about 45 minutes. And we also have free wings uh, in about 45 minutes from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Hour number two, more NCAA tournament talk. Our good buddy Sean Rainey swung by earlier today, uh, SWX Montana Television Sports Director. Uh, so we caught up with him talking all things bracketology and also some Grizz and Bobcat men's hoops. And uh, then we'll also give you at 5.30 our final uh, upset picks for the uh, the NCAA tournament uh, as it, as it uh, begins tomorrow. So get those entries in. Uh you got to have them in um, before the games start in the morning. And that always happens to me. It always sneaks up on me. I mean, these days I get my bracket in early, but uh, it always seems like the games come up maybe sooner uh, than you expect when they start in the morning, especially here uh, on Mountain Time. Uh, Nuwana is now ESPN Radio Show Outlook presented uh, by us today. If you want to get a hold of us, you always can. 406 406- uh, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. All well, guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. 
Jeff, I hear you dialing. I sent you the contact card just in case I entered the number wrong. And either way, uh, maybe I can give Colby a text. But a couple other things I wanted to get to before uh, we get to Colby Dant uh, of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Montana Tech, they are in the Elite Eight of the NAIA Men's National Tournament. Uh, Tech right now playing uh, against Quaz Spirit is what the school is called, I believe. And... uh, it's a good one. 30 to 29 at halftime. Neither team shooting it very well. Tech is 0 of 9 from beyond the arc, but still in the mix. And also a game that went forever last night, almost till midnight. The uh the Montana Western women shoot 80% in, in the second half. And uh they roll into the Elite Eight themselves of the NAIA National Tournament. So we'll have updates for you. A couple of the last standing Montana teams. And finally, I told you the news that we might have for you. Uh, I am not going to North Carolina. I'll be watching the tournament from here. But we'll have a correspondent there. Our Andrew Houghton, uh, he has some friends there in Greensboro. So he is the one making the trip. Uh, he's from the East Coast. Grew up in D.C. So we will have boots on the ground there Uh at uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina for the first round of the NCAA tournament. Get those brackets entered, ESPN MT 2023. Also, uh, follow us on Instagram, uh, our 1029 ESPN Missoula Instagram. And uh, you can see all the great prizes there. We are efforting Colby Dant of the Sports uh, Pod- Gambling Podcast Network He's the host of the College Basketball Experience and uh, guy that puts out a ton of great content, ton of great podcast content uh, on all of his various channels. Uh, some general thoughts from me about the NCAA tournament. You know, I went on my rant yesterday, my, my uh, seemingly annual rant about picking brackets and, and people hitting me up, asking me how I'm going to pick them, what I got, who I got, all that stuff. Uh, I don't watch that much Power 5 men's college basketball. But I do um, have a little bit of a knowledge of just the, the pecking order, the hierarchy. I mean, I do follow it very, uh, pretty intensely, actually, from an NBA perspective. The the guys that are big-time NBA prospects, because I, I just prefer the NBA, so I prefer to use my college uh, brain space on beyond you know the Big Sky Conference that we cover so heavily here in Montana. But there, there's a, a few things that I think uh, I think strength of, the, of conferences, just determining what the strength of each conference is, sometimes then can overwhelm the name of the conference. So in other words, I think like right now the Big Ten and the SEC both got more teams in than the Big 12. It was eight SEC teams, eight Big Ten teams, seven Big 12 teams. But I think the Big 12 is better because I think the Big 12 has better top-end um, teams. And I think the league was just overall tougher I think the teams from the league in the NCAA tournament are more well-built to make a run in the NCAA tournament. I think the Big Ten is sort of a mess. I'm kind of out on the Big Ten. I think Purdue might be a paper tiger. And uh, I honestly think that another part of my formula is who's playing really well right now. The one Big Ten team I might be resting on is, uh, is Penn State because they just decimated the Big Ten tournament bracket and they covered against Purdue. They didn't beat Purdue, but they covered against Purdue. They're definitely one of the hottest teams, period, uh, in this tournament. So, I mean, that's one way I go about deciphering and picking my bracket is just uh, the power leagues. I guess the, the the hierarchy of power among the power fives. I think the Big East was okay this year. 
I think part of that, though, is any time Villanova's down, it makes the Big East not quite as good. Also, though, you got to remember Marquette is coached by one of the great tournament coaches of the modern era in Shocker Smart. So, uh, and I know people from that are attached to Texas would say, well, what do you mean? You know, uh, Shocker Smart wasn't as good at Texas. I mean, at the, the loss to Abilene Christian when I watched live in Indianapolis two years ago comes to mind. And I remember thinking, is that the last game that Shaka Smart coaches at Texas? And uh, it certainly was the beginning of the end. Uh, but either way, um, that's where I sort of start is, is ranking the conferences, seeing who's played well out of those conferences at this exact moment. I also put a high priority on playing well right now. I think teams that just play in their conference championship games or, or- – if they weren't supposed to, a.k.a. Memphis. Uh, that always packs a lot of weight with me as well. Uh, so we'll talk all, all the way around all of this uh, throughout uh, the rest of this show. Um, how about we take a – we'll take an early break, and uh, I'll shoot Colby a text because I know that Colby Damp from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, who's joining us here today, at least hopefully, he's doing his show live uh, beginning at 5 p.m. Mountain Time from the win in Las Vegas. So he might not just be uh, around the phone. So I'll text him to tell him to text us when he uh, he might be able to, to come on. Uh, so we'll take an early break. We'll, on the other side, we'll continue to talk NCAA tournament. We'll also continue to talk uh, NFL free agency, NFL offseason, and to maybe even get into a little bit of men's NIT as well. It's that time of year, baby. It's March Madness. Our tournament takeover continues with Andrew Houghton on his way to Greensboro, North Carolina, and our uh, bracket challenge We'll hit full pitch, fever pitch, tomorrow when the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament begins. Uh, Tournament takeover and bracket challenge, both probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash. Dazzler's Car Wash has a reputation as the most thorough car wash in the Garden City, and now you can get unlimited of the best car washes in Missoula with Dazzler's new unlimited packages. Go check out what they got, all uh, all you can eat, basically. You can get your car washed every single day for $31 a month, you can scale it all the way up to the $37 package, which is going to get you the best wash they got uh, right across the street from us here on Radio Way. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash, located at 2610 Radio Way, right next to us here uh, at Missoula Broadcasting Company. All things March Madness, all things NFL free agency, and maybe a special guest. That's next. Keep it right here. The one is now ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, a ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is 
that people have bad days and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Duan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, update for you from Kansas City at the NAIA National Tournament uh, for men's hoops. Montana Tech in the Elite Eight. Uh, they're losing 45-34 to Oaz out of Arizona. So uh, Tech can't buy a bucket. They have been ice cold from three. We'll keep you up to date with what's going on there. Also, get your brackets in for our ESPN MT Bracket Challenge. Search ESPN MT 2023 on the ESPN.com Tournament Challenge. One entry per person. Got thousands of dollars worth of prizes for you. Uh, so come enter with us and uh, see how you stack up against everybody else. Speaking of the NCAA tournament, we go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in a return guest, a guy who joined us several times last year during March Madness. It's Colby Dent. He's the host of the College Basketball Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Colby, what's up, my man? How you doing? Do we have Colby? I can't, Kobe. Can you hear us? I don't have anything. I got nothing. Well, we will keep. We'll keep everything. I got a little double audio now, uh, Jeff. But tons to talk about. Uh, there's a couple seeds that I think are really favorable for the double-digit style uh, here on um, for the NCAA tournament. And uh, it was interesting listening to Colby's latest uh, college basketball experience because he had uh, some similar thoughts. I think that's. Usually the key to having success uh, in the bracket is picking some of those you know, 11, 12, 13 seeds uh, that then go and, and win a game or two, get to the Sweet 16. Um, I watched one team I'm, I'm, I was high on before I watched them uh, last night, who I still think could make a little bit of noise, is Pitt. Now they're on the Big East. I think Jeff Capel's doing a great job rebuilding what was a perennial contender, and uh, then they looked pretty good against a really athletic Mississippi State team. I think that, especially because of like the mentality of this day and age, for whatever reason, um, th- some of those teams from the, the high major conferences that have to play in the play-in game as an 11 seed, that then vaults them to having a huge success. Uh, or even not even huge success, maybe just a little bit of success. But I do think that Pitt matches up well with Iowa State, and uh, Pitt has great guard play. They shoot the ball really well. I think Capel's a good tournament style coach. So, um, I'd like that's you know the 11 seed playing their way into the uh, the the field of 64, and then having a always usually favorable draw against a six seed. Sometimes I like to find one of those. I don't think it's NC State because I definitely think that they are. They were like the, one of the last four in, and most of the people that I listen to that are college basketball analysts, they say that they didn't even deserve to be in. I think something like three and nine uh, against top 100 teams this year. So um, that's not the 11 seed I'd like to lean toward. You know, Providence is a solid Big East team, but Kentucky's just such a bear. And then. Um, the last one is the other 11 seed play-in game between Arizona State and Nevada. That one's tonight. 
but they have a terrible draw because TCU is by far the best six seed. I thought TCU could have been as high as a four seed, uh, but TCU is six, but I don't like ASU or Nevada in that one. So, you know, just by a process of elimination, but also just because I think that they uh, they are uh, a tough matchup because they can shoot it well and they can guard it well is Pitt. And when I look at some of the other ones, I know everybody's on Charleston over San Diego State. I'm leaning away from that one. We'll talk about that with our San Diego guy, Sean Rainey, coming up here uh, after a little while. There are a lot of people on Drake uh, over Miami, and I do kind of like that one. Drake has tournament experience. They have some great shooters. Miami's sort of a, a one-star show. And uh, if you shut down that one-star for Miami – then um, th- they've been kind of feast or famine this year. The ACC, I think, is, is sort of in the middle. I mean, we, I, we talked about the sort of hierarchy of conferences. I think the Big Ten is overrated. I think the Pac-12 is slightly underrated. I think the Big 12 is the best league. I think the Big East is uh, maybe adequately, if not a little bit underrated. And uh, then I think the SEC is is kind of right there, but I think it was a little bit bloated. Although I do think that... Uh, Alabama is the number one overall seed, is justified as being uh, one of the favorites in this tournament. Um, but the ACC, I think, is maybe the older one. Uh, can can you hear me? Kobe, do we have Kobe now on the line? Nope, still can't hear him. How you doing? Oh, there we go. What's up, man? How you living? I am doing good. Uh, I, I apologize. I know I was trying to... I was uh, basically grabbing some food, and I uh, did not see my phone ringing there. So my apologies. Glad to be here. It's all good, man. I mean, you're in Vegas, right? I am in Vegas, yes. Uh, I'm getting excited for March Madness. You know, obviously we got the play-in games last night and tonight, and then the, the full-on slots uh, the rest of the week. Well, let's start there. I was just talking about exactly that dynamic. Uh, sometimes the play-in games are between high major conference teams that then uh, maybe had – lackluster, disappointing seasons, or faded down the stretch, and they're having to play their way into the tournament. But a lot of times, that play-in game for one of those Power 5 teams can launch them then on a run where they go and win two, three, four games in the tournament. I thought Pitt looked good last night against Mississippi State, and it should be an interesting one between Arizona State and Nevada uh, tonight. But do you think that's a real dynamic, just teams that getting their feet wet kind of and then uh, then maybe being able to uh, make a run, win a few games in the first couple rounds of the tourney? I do. I do. I think, I mean, uh, even look at the play-in games, the success you've seen with teams that have played in the play-in game, uh, we've only had it, I believe, for like a decade, maybe 11 years, of what VCU was in the play-in game, yep. made the Final Four. Uh, UC- UCLA was in the play-in game, made the Final Four. And I believe Tennessee and Syracuse had deep runs to at least the Sweet 16 uh, as play-in teams uh so yeah i think there's an advantage to getting that first game out of the way too getting comfortable you know get the nerves out Colby Dath, the host of the College Basketball Experience. You can find it on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Go check out his stuff. I've been listening to his pod now uh, for the last couple of weeks pretty intensively to get prepped up for this tournament. And uh, so it, it's definitely worth your time. Go check these guys out uh, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. The other thing I was talking about before we brought you on, Colby, was just sort of the, the hierarchy of the conferences this year. And listening to your, your two-part preview podcast, which was great, uh, 
I thought you, know, you could tell that most of the, the uh, figures on the pod thought that the Big Ten maybe is overrated and kind of fell exactly where I thought, where the Big 12 is really, really good. So where are you at? This was sort of the hierarchy of the conferences. Are you out on the Big Ten like a lot of your guests were on that pod? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, they've had struggles uh, lately in the tournament. Uh, now, I, I tend to think, you know, I was talking to Jay Billis for, for you know, the broadcaster, the former Duke uh, coach and player, and he thinks it's more matchup-based. And, and I think he might have a point. Sometimes it's more matchup-based. Sure. Take Michigan State against USC, for, for example, this year. I actually lean with the Big Ten. But I, I will say that I think, Part of the Big Ten's problem is is they have such great home court environments all year. Uh, and then when it comes to the tournament, uh, A, I think some of their teams lack athleticism. And then also you don't have that home crowd to rely on. So I think that may be playing a role. But I also believe it could be a little bit of all of what we're saying here. Uh, but, but I do think matchups do play a little bit of a role as well. So... Uh, but, yes, I, I, I am fading the Big Ten to answer your question. <laughs> Kobe Dan joining us here on Nuanas Now. Uh, we are coming to you from Montana, so we got to ask you about the Big Sky representative this year. Last year, Montana State represented the Big Sky Conference. They got absolutely whacked. They lost by almost 50 to Texas Tech. Uh, it was an embarrassing moment for the league, and I know that those guys were not uh, satisfied with their performance. Now a good collection of them are back with a couple great additions uh, from, from the transfer portal at guard. Uh, but Montana State gets a 14 seed again, and they draw Kansas State number three seed. It seems more favorable on paper than Texas Tech was, but I mean, Kansas State was the third place team in what I think is the best conference in the country. So, uh, do the 14 seeded Bobcats have any chance against Kansas State? Uh, I think, you know, I, I, I don't like them to cover against Kansas State. Now, I'll say this, though Kansas State down the stretch didn't look as good as, say, middle of the season, beginning of the season. But the problem is is they keep drawing Big 12 teams. And as, as you alluded to, this conference, I don't know how they have done this, but they remind me of the ACC or the Big East back in the 80s or 90s. They are a just a juggernaut. Every team is really good. And I, I, I was high on this Montana State team in the Big Sky play. You know, Raekwon Battles, a really good player. Uh, you know, I think with the other guard, Brown can play. So I, I like this Montana State team. I was thinking throughout the year, oh, if they can get to the big dance, I, I would kind of like them perhaps. But they draw, they keep drawing the Big 12 teams, and I think this Kansas State team, I think Jerome Tang's having an unbelievable first year. For, longtime Scott Drew assistant at Baylor for like 20 years. We saw him win a national championship as an assistant. And year one, he comes in and, and uh, just really – Brings in Keontae Johnson, uh, you know, brings in a couple other guys, Stills, and they're just a really good team. I think they're a team that could, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up in the Elite Eight or something. So I lean Kansas State there, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, I, I enjoy Big Sky basketball, and I'd love to see them get a better draw moving forward. 100%. I think everybody listening is certainly with you. Well, let's do a little rapid fire because, as we know, one of the best parts about March Madness, and one of the keys to having uh, a bracket that can that can win you your office pool or win you a little cash is, is picking the right double-digit seeds. And just listening to your recent uh, college basketball experience pod, it seems like uh, there's a handful of them uh, that you really like. Uh, one that I know that you were really standing on the table for uh, 
in your most recent pod is UC Santa Barbara against Baylor. Now, I watched Baylor live a couple times over the last couple years because they were in the regional that I got sent to, both in Indianapolis uh, and then uh, the following year as well. And uh, they're just so unbelievably big and strong. Uh, but I haven't followed them that much this year. So why do you like UC Santa Barbara? Why is that one of your, your under-seeded teams or low-seeded teams that maybe could pull an upset? Well, I think Santa Barbara all year I've been watching them. Now, once again, I was hoping they weren't going to get a Big 12 team, but they are getting Baylor. But I do think Baylor's shown signs of vulnerability. They lost some key players from a year ago, so they're a little bit younger, a little less experienced. Uh, so that, that alone, they, they're not as good as a defensive team as they have been in years past. Now, Santa Barbara, what I like about them they made the tournament a couple of years ago, and, and re- they really probably should have won the game. They ended up missing a uh, kind of a runner off the glass to, uh, that rattled halfway down and out against Creighton. They are experienced as well, and I love the guard play. A.J. Mitchell and uh, Josh Pierre-Louis, I always believe in, in, in good guard play come March. Now, I'm, I, I, I like Santa Barbara for sure with the point. I think it's going to be a closer game than the experts think, but... Uh, I don't know that I like it outright just because of Scott Drew. I think is one of the best coaches in the game. Uh, but I, it wouldn't shock me because all year I've been watching Santa Barbara, and I said, oh, whoever they play, it's going to be a tough out. They're a, they're, they're a, a gritty bunch that, uh, that's got a lot of experience. But uh, I think at the end of the day, I do lean Baylor to win the game. Colby Dat, host of the College Basketball Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. What other double-digit seeds do you like or that do you think that uh, maybe could make some noise here in the first round or two? I, I mean, uh, I'll go back to fading the, the Big Ten. I love Kent State, the way that they've been playing ball with Sincere Carey and Malik Jacobs. Uh, you know, they're a top defensive team in the country, in my opinion. They're one of the top ones, the way that they play defense. Go back to the times they've uh, they played elite competition this year. They held Houston to just 49 points at Houston. Now, they lost that game, but it was only by a couple points. Came down to the final, final minute of the game. And they went to the kennel in Spokane to take on uh, Gonzaga. Now, they, they, I think they lost by seven when it was all said and done, but they had them on the ropes. They were up a lot of that game. I think that's going to transition well to March. Once again, I love good guard play. They kind of remind me of the Loyola Chicago Ramblers team that we saw a couple years ago with Crutwig and, and company and Porter Moser at coach. Uh, so I like them to take down the Indiana Hoosiers uh, in that 4-13 matchup in the Midwest there. I think that's one that I got my eye on. I also like the team that they would potentially be playing. I like the Drake Bulldogs to beat Miami. Now, the Miami Hurricanes have, uh, have, have had you know, a great regular season. But they have a, an X factor going on right now with a big man being a game time decision, and I'm kind of, I'm, I I would be surprised if he played. But if he played, I, I can tell you this, and I'm talking about Nor- Norchad Omir. If I don't think he'd be healthy 100, percent so I think that's an advantage for Drake, and Drake's been really strong all, all year. So I like both of those double digit seeds to give uh, the, the big boys some problems. I, I'm totally on your page. I also think that Miami can turn into sort of a one-man show 
And uh, that's sort of the teams you can see that makes runs if that guy can carry you, and uh, maybe not uh, if that guy doesn't show up. VCU is also a good one, uh, having played in in big moments before. They're always really athletic. I think VCU has the best draw out of the 12 seeds just in terms of being, you know, athletically comparable or superior as they play St. Mary's. The other one I want to ask you about, because I know that they had a, a pretty close game earlier in the year. I think they, it was at Indiana. But Kennesaw State played a, a relatively tough schedule. They're a 14 seed, but what do you think of that one against Xavier? Does Kennesaw State have any chance to to sniff a cover in that one? I like them to cover. You know, a couple of my, a couple of my friends uh, on the show like them to, to potentially be a live dog. But I think Xavier's experience down the stretch will be the difference in that game. But I, I do like Kennesaw. To cover the game, I think they're building something something special down there. This is their first trip to the big dance, I believe. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, Xavier's one of the more experienced teams in the country. Yes, Zach Fremantle's a big chunk that's missing, and he's out for the season. And it's bad for Musketeer fans because I feel like they might have had a potential Final Four elite, elite type of team. Uh, but they're still super experienced. So they boom. They're leading, you know, the, the, the guy that really makes it work, I would say, for for Xavier. He's been everywhere in college basketball. Him as a San Francisco Don. Then he transferred to the Utah Miners. They're just super experienced. Colby Jones, I feel like, has been in, in college. He's pulling the Stetson Bennett over there. He's in college for 10 years, I feel like. So I think the experience will win at the end of the day. But I do expect Kennesaw to cover that cover that because Xavier hasn't been playing great defense lately. Colby Dant joining us. He hosts the College Basketball Experience Podcast as part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's actually in Las Vegas for all the action. So, uh, bold by you, my man. How do you how do you survive in Vegas during the uh, during the first weekend of the NCAA tournament? I've never done that before. Is it uh, is it super fun? Is it super intense? Oh, I mean, I've, I've done it for years now. I'll say the, the one of the, the challenges is is now that we've gotten uh, you know more and more uh, notoriety, we come out and our stay is longer, which which makes right. it harder. I mean, you, you spend a, a a week to eight or nine days in Vegas, and uh, you know you gotta be you gotta be. It's like it's it's like a baseball pitcher. You're watching your pitch count. You're saying, well, I can't have. It. Let me not have that. Let me not go to this party. Uh, <laughs> so. But but we're doing all right. We're doing all right, and uh, you know it's it's always great. You know when when the opening rounds hit and you get all the games on and you get the activity of Las Vegas, the energy uh, of of these fan bases. You know whether it's uh, you know you you normally get those heartbreaking games, whether it's people betting on them or just people that are coming to Vegas for spring break that are at college and say, hey, St. Patty's Day, March Madness, let's go party. So. It's fun to be a part of that experience. I would recommend it, even if even if you're not even gambling. If you just like, you know, college hoops, and you, you I remember I was at a book a couple of years ago, where uh, I think it was the Kansas Jayhawks got upset, but I, there must have been a ton of people from the University of Kansas out yeah. in this sports book. So seeing their heartbreak, I thought you know pretty hilarious. I also have a I have a fond memory of a a UMBC graduate. Uh, cashing his ticket uh, when UNBC <laughs> upset Virginia. He, he started dancing on the bar. So he, security got to him, but he didn't care because I believe he, 
have won a, a large amount of money. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, I recommend it. It's a fun experience. Well, got to love it. Okay, a couple of the top ones i got to ask you about before uh, we get you out of here. Uh, although I'm really high on the Big 12, I am not that high on Kansas, a top seed, and Texas, a two seed. I think they'll, they'll win some games, but I don't know if they're necessarily Final Four or Elite Eight front runners. Talk me in or out of, of uh, the two top teams out of the Big 12. Well, I mean, I think you bring you bring up great points, as, and I think that 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 storyline we can use that for the whole entire, you know, uh, tournament. I, you know, I've been covering college basketball for quite a while, and I think this is one of the more open tournaments yeah. that I can recall. There's question marks at, at every stop, uh, you know, whether it's like you alluded to, the Texas Longhorns, uh, talent-wise, that sure they could win the national championship, but. They also don't have Chris Beard, who is a, a veteran coach in the NCAA tournament. Will that catch up to them? Um, will uh, Kansas, not only did Kevin McCuller get dinged up recently, I think he's going to be good to go, but Bill Self had some serious health stuff, I think, and I, I, I don't think he's going to coach the, the first game. Right. So you got to wonder, is is he all in right now? Because we know, you know, these coaches, they a lot of their edge is that they're in the, 150%, they haven't slept, they're doing all this, you know, they're looking at matchups, ways to get, you know, the defense uh, set up to, to, to strike. And, uh, you know, I just feel like that's a bit of a question mark right now. How much, and they're, another thing is they're also a little younger than they were previous years. And then you look at Alabama, you have the the, 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 the situation with, uh, you know, that, that shooting where, you know, a lot of the media is critiquing them. And Alabama also, Nate Oates hasn't had, a lot of postseason success. So I think you can ask, you know, you, you, it's an open field and there's a lot of questions. I am a little more reluctant on Kansas, but I can tell you, Texas, I really believe from a talent point of view, could could win the national championship. They're experienced, they're savvy, and they're, they're probably, I think, one of the best rosters, if not the best roster out there. How about Purdue? I think that you nailed it in your analysis of the Big Ten. I think that you know it's probably the most physical league uh, in the co- in the country. But sometimes then the physicality is overmatched by athleticism when they get to play in teams out of the SEC and the Big Twelve and the ACC. Even sometimes the top level of the Pac twelve. And I think Purdue. I mean, they've been so good in the Big Ten because they're bigger, stronger and sometimes tougher than everybody else in the Big Ten. But sometimes that falls by the wayside when you, you meet a team that can really speed you up or really outshoot you. So, I mean, where are we at with Purdue? Are you high? Are you low? Are you buying and selling? What are you doing with the Boilermakers? I'm selling. Me too. I'm selling. I, 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 you know, I, feel, I feel sorry for the Purdue fans, but look, it's, it's like a catch-22 with Matt Painter teams. A, he got you a one seed. You should be happy. You were number one a lot of the season, and and he's he's proven to be a very good coach in the regular season. But I've always had questions with him in the NCAA tournament. You can go back to the Virginia game in 2019 with Carson Edwards. They have a seven point lead with uh, I feel like 54 seconds left, and I thought they really mismanaged the end of that game. You look back at the St. Peter's game last year. They had they had Jade Ivey on that team, so that. They had no business losing that game. St. Peter's was starting, uh, you know, a six-seven guy at center. They had Zach Eady at seven-four, and Dayton Ivey was one of the best players in college basketball. It made no sense for them to lose that game, and I, I, I frankly just thought that he got out coached the whole game. 
They, they went to a full-court press. Purdue didn't know how to break the full-court press. And by the time they did make their adjustments, the game was over. Yep. And I fear we just we just saw that with Penn State Big Ten tournament. Penn State didn't win the Big Ten tournament, but they went into a full-court press, and Purdue looked like they hadn't practiced this all year. And you look at their guard play, it's a little inexperienced. Another thing that I love in March Madness is the experienced guard play. So I think Purdue's going to – I actually – if you're a Purdue fan, you, you better hope that Memphis loses the Florida Atlantic because if they get Memphis in the second round, I like the Memphis Tigers to beat them. I got the exact same pick. We're right on the same page. Colby Dant, the College Basketball Experience is the name of the podcast. It's part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All right, just a couple more for you, man. Gonzaga, overrated, underrated. Where are we at the Zags? I mean, I think they're underrated. I think they're, they're completely underrated this year. But at the same time, that West bracket, I think, is by far the hardest bracket. Yeah. So uh, I think they got their work cut out for them. But, I mean, as far as flying under the radar, a team that could win the national championship, sure, I, I can buy into that. Uh, but I just feel like the, the TCU matchup, I yep. know TCU just had a player quit the team that was important to them. But... I still think TCU is a very dangerous team in this tournament. I think they're capable. If you look back at, at this whole college basketball regular season, in my opinion, the best regular season win was TCU going up to the fog in Lawrence, Kansas, yep. and beating Kansas, I think it was like 25 points. I still believe TCU is capable of beating anybody. So Ken Gonzaga you know, get past TCU in what would be the second round, assuming TCU would beat Nevada or Arizona State. Uh, then they would have UCLA. So it is a gauntlet. And then after that, they would have the Kansas Jayhawks or, you know, I don't know, maybe UConn or, or uh, you know, uh, maybe a Cinderella. But that is a gauntlet to go through. I think it's the hardest thing to go through. So I, I, I personally think they're probably not going to get there. But it wouldn't shock me because I think this team is flying under the radar. And I do think they're one of the better teams in the nation. Kobe Dett, the college basketball experience. All right, last one for I guess I got I got two more for you. One, where are we at with the Mountain West? I think that some people are hating on San Diego State and picking Charleston. I actually think San Diego State's pretty good. I also think Boise State is a threat to win as a 10 seed just because I think that the draw against Northwestern, I think it's going to just going to be same, same when it comes to athleticism and, and Boise can really move it and shoot it. So um, where are we at the Mountain West? What do you think of uh, the three teams in the field? You know, I, I like the Mountain West. I actually think they get missed. Uh, you know, I think they've been winless the past two NCAA tournaments. And I think a lot of that is, a lot of that is uh, really, in my opinion, the committee not respecting the group, uh, you know, the mid-majors. And I thought, I mean, Ken Palm over at ESPN, he had the Mountain West higher ranked than the Pac-12 and ACC. And mm. I think with great reason. I think their teams are legit. I think they're much more athletic than the Mountain West we remembered 20 years ago. And uh, I think maybe that, that's what they're thinking about when they make these decisions. But you look back at last year, Boise State was misseeded. They should have been seated higher. And besides that, they got seated against Memphis, who had, you know, top 10 recruiting talent. So it was just a bad matchup. And they still almost won that game. But, um, you know, I thought that was a bad draw. I thought Colorado State last year was a bad draw against Michigan. I thought they got misseated. And San Diego State, frankly, last year had Creighton beat. They just couldn't make their free throws the final minute. So I think they got 
you know, they get mislabeled a lot. A lot of people think, oh, they're pretenders. I think they're for real, and I think this year they're going to make a point. I like San Diego State to beat Charleston. I think their athleticism is going to be way too much for Charleston. It's been a great run for Charleston, uh, and Pat Kelsey's done a great job. But I think San Diego State, this team can can score the ball better, getting Trammell from, uh, from the University of Seattle in the portal was huge. I also think uh, just just in general, Utah State I like, and I like Boise State as well. And and the Nevada game is the wild card to me. So I, I actually like I, I like Mountain West to go three and zero. But it, the Nevada Arizona State game is the one that I probably lean Arizona State. But I have no idea what to expect and who wins that game. Colby Dant from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, his podcast, The College Basketball Experience. He's here on Nuanas Now with us on ESPN Radio. All right, last one for you. We saved the uh, the evil empire until very last. Uh, I don't want to be leaning on the Blue Devils, but I am. I think Duke has a chance to make a run because I think that that part of the bracket is maybe more favorable. And I also think when Duke's healthy, they're a lot better than a five seed. But uh, talk me in or talk me out of the Duke Blue Devils. Well, I think you've got to be, if you're a Duke fan, and, and if uh, you got to be optimistic. you got that region, which we just alluded to with Purdue. Uh, that's the east region of the tournament, and uh, I think it's one of the easier, if not the easiest. So you have that going for you. And the fact that they, you know, I think people were giving John Shire a hard time all the way up until, you know, two weeks before the season, end, the regular season ended. Uh, he, he brought in, that team is filled with youth. Yeah. Filled with youth, and the best best recruiting class ever. Uh, if you if you follow the, uh, the the actual ranking system since 2003 that's been out there, um, and you know uh, those guys were dinged up all year, so he never really had continuity with the starting five. Uh, they're playing a lot better because they they finally got healthy, and I think that's where you know they could really be a dangerous team from a talent level. They're as good as as really. Really, I mean, almost anybody. But I also think, though, youth normally doesn't win in the NCAA tournament, at least ever since we've got the transfer portal flowing and the COVID eligibility. So I think, they, I think they'll win a couple rounds, and I think they're capable of coming out of that region if, if things go right. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I don't think they could win a national championship being this young. Even the Final Four, I think, is a bit of a stretch. But I'll say this, they're in the right region. They're in the right region, so if they did get hot, I think that you know that region is the one where I, I have the hardest time pigeonholing who's coming out of there. But I think at least Sweet 16, capable, for sure. Gotta love it. Go subscribe to this guy's great work. Colby Dant, the college basketball experience is the name of the pod. You can find it on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I know you got a live show to go do, man, so uh, go get after it. We'll be in touch next week, but thanks for joining us, man. Oh, thank you for having me. And, look, I'd love to be on and talk Grizz and Bobcat football next year. So you're going to have to remember uh, to, to, to have, have me on back when the, the football season kicks off as well. you got to love it. Colby Dent here uh, on Duanas Now. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks for being here. Take care. Go get your entries in. The tournament starts tomorrow. Greatest time of year. Search ESPN MT 2023 on the uh, tournament challenge on ESPN.com. We got four pages worth of entries already, so uh, several hundred. Keep them coming. We got thousands of dollars worth of prizes. We'll give you the rundown of prizes 
and we'll talk all about Aaron Rodgers. Plus, we got free wings, the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, as part of Wing It Wednesday. All that next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back to what is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We already played our Wizard of Oz. We got a little crossed up. My man Colby Dant from the Sports uh, Gambling Podcast Network, the College Basketball Experience. Uh, he's at the win right now in in Las Vegas. So uh, he missed the call. So we took an early break. Whatever. Here we are. We played you some Wizard of Oz because I think I'm like obligated to say. Ding dong, the witch is dead. That's what our great leader and owner here of Missoula Broadcasting Company said when she called me in celebration of Aaron Rodgers uh, no longer being on the Green Bay Packers. But that's my number one question. Well, first of all, it's not officially official until it's officially official, but Aaron Rodgers said today on the Pat McAfee show that he fully intends to play for the New York Jets uh, this upcoming season. Rodgers said he made the decision on Friday and is not holding up a trade, but he said this trade still has not been finalized. Both the Packers and the Jets uh, remain in contact, and they're trying to figure out just the logistics of it all. But, uh, gosh, talk about a hostage situation. By the way, it's a Wednesday. It's a Wing It Wednesday. So let's give us some wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Call right now, 406-888-1029. One of the best places to get wings in the city of Missoula. One of the best places to watch all the NCAA tournament located there on Russell Street. Caller number 3, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. So here's where I'm at with the Rodgers deal. First of all, watching the guy, I mean, so Pat McAfee's podcast is also a video cast. Watching Aaron Rodgers on that, you can just tell how enraptured he is with himself. I mean, he's so obsessed with himself, and that's why he's made this into such a a charade. I mean, he's made this into him just being this full-on actor, basically. And I just can't believe that he thinks that that's going to translate into any sort of success in a team sport. I mean, make no mistake, Aaron Rodgers and the way he plays the quarterback position He's older. He's certainly lost a step. He's certainly still better than almost everybody in the league. Yet, is he good enough to truly move the needle? I'm not sure. So then what does this do for the actual needle for the New York Jets? That's what I'm so interested in. The Jets have been horrid for a really long time, but the Jets also uh, have been stacking their uh, roster at certain areas for quite some time. I think they have one of the best young defenses in the NFL I mean, you're talking about marquee franchise-level players like Quinn Williams, uh, their top-five draft pick out of Alabama, who's a defensive tackle. Uh, Sauce Gardner, who was the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year last year, a cornerback out of LSU. C.J. Mosley's one of the best linebackers in the league. 
Again, they got a trade from Baltimore. I mean, they got good edge players led by Carl Lawson. So they have a lot of talent defensively. They've also drafted well on offense as well. I mean, Garrett Wilson was one of the top offensive rookies in the league last year. Brees Hall, uh, if he can come back from uh, a devastating knee injury, he also is very talented. So can Aaron Rodgers step into an unbelievably bad team and make them into a Super Bowl contender? No, I think he left a pretty mediocre but not not horribly bad team in the Green Bay Packers, and and they were a middle of the I mean, they were, they were playing uh, – the Detroit Lions on Sunday Night Football for their playoff lives, basically, this last year. So uh, how much did Rodgers move the needle uh, in Green Bay? I'm not sure. I do think that the pieces in Green Bay, or in New York, excuse me, are a little better than Green Bay as of this exact moment. But I am still not ready to anoint Robert Sala as the guy, as the head coach there for the Jets either. He's he's a great defensive coordinator uh, during his time in San Francisco. But, but the way that they mishandled the Zach Wilson thing last year and – you know, if they didn't land Aaron Rodgers the way they've mishandled the entire quarterback position from the in and out of Zach Wilson and all the drama that went along with it to letting Mike White walk this offseason to, you know, at some point having to rely on Joe Flacco, there's just a lot of of uh, unrest at the quarterback position in New York. So I'm, I'm just not sure if Sal is the guy either. All that said, uh, I think the... Aaron Rodgers getting traded to the New York Jets if and when that actually becomes officially official is, first of all, uh, sort of just a release for all the people that follow the Green Bay Packers, which I know there's a ton of them here uh, in Montana. I mean, we're I'm surrounded by resident Packers fans here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Safford's waving his hands on the back. Uh, you know, I think that sometimes when a marriage comes to an end, you just got to figure out a way to walk away. And I think that that's going to be exactly the case. Who knows what Jordan Love might hold, but I think that the Packers are good enough that uh, even if Jordan Love's only okay, I think the Packers will be okay, and they have great uh, organizational stability, so I don't expect... I mean, the Packers have been rarely really bad over the last 25 or 30 years. Part of that's because they've had (laughs) Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, pretty good, but I think they'll be fine, and I also think that Rodgers being out of that market where he is, you know... Not only is he the king of the universe, he knows he is, and he knows he can act like it. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter how big of a king of the universe you are in New York City. If you don't have uh, thick skin and you can't figure out a way to get out of your own way, the machine's going to eat you alive. I mean, the machine has eaten everybody alive. The machine even ate Tiger Woods alive. So there's nobody that's above it. And when you get closer to it and you're in the bright lights of New York City, uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. It's it's gonna Rodgers is gonna have to be lights out good next year. If he's mediocre and he's sitting there throwing everybody under the bus and he's whining and crying in New York, good luck, buddy. That's all I gotta say. More NFL talk, more NCAA tournament talk, and some final upset bids all coming at you in hour number two. Our tournament takeover continues. Andrew Houghton on his way to North Carolina to cover Montana State on our behalf. And uh, our Bracket Challenge, also in full force. Our Bracket Challenge and our Tournament Takeover, proudly brought to you by both Palmer's Drug and Lolo Drug. Us here in Western Montana, we love to shop at our local stores, so why not continue supporting local when it comes to your pharmacies? Palmer's Drug, Lolo Drug are both local, family-run pharmacies, and they are the alternatives to big box chain pharmacies. You can expect short wait times, free medication shipping, and friendly service Swing by Palmer's Drug in Missoula, 918 Southwest Higgins, 
or swing by Lolo Drug just right when you get into town, left there on Glacier Drive. Palmer's Drug, Lolo Drug, the most convenient way for you to get your prescriptions in and around the Garden City. Come in and discover how they can serve all your pharmacy needs. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. A historic win by Eastern Washington. More tournament picks and more NFL. Keep it right here. No is now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.